With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready to get encouraged for God's purposes? I'm Ann Dunnigan, and welcome to Mission Minded Families, where we're going to get into God's Word so you can get going on your day. Most of us are busy at home moms, and in this podcast, we focus on seven keys for life prayer, passion, parenting, perspective priorities, progress, and purpose. Today we're continuing our study of Proverbs 31, focusing today on verses 18 through 23. And ladies, today we're going to be talking about having a passion for our marriage and going to share a few little keys also about operating by faith, not by fear, and how to be a warrior in prayer instead of a warrior. So stay tuned for Mission Minded Families. He's bringing hope to the hopeless and giving his heart to the broken and sharing his heart as we begin today's episode, I want to open up with something my husband often says in our mission-minded family workshops. You can only export what you grow at home. If there is a country that wants to export corn or wheat, Those crops need to first be grown within a country's borders. As a family or as an individual, if you want to export the gospel, if you want to be able to take the gospel and share it with others, you need to begin by having the gospel and the life and the love of God developed within your own life and within your own family. If we want as a family to impact others with the love of Jesus, we need to have love at home. We need to balance a heart for others with a balance for our own home. Some people wonder, you know, are we called to reach the lost or are we called to raise our own kids? And I say we're called to both. God has called us to the Great Commission, but God has also called us, those of us who are mothers or as parents, that we're called to be parents. What would it matter if we gain the world and we lose our own soul? What would it matter if we have amazing ministries and we lose one of our own children or our own marriage falls apart? Today, we are going to be looking at some key verses from Proverbs 31 and some little nuggets of truth that we can take out of that. And then I want to share some things about how to nurture your marriage and your home so that it can be a healthy place, like a an embassy that can help to, uh, you know, where you can go out as ambassadors for Jesus Christ as a family or as individuals. So let's just begin by reading these verses, Proverbs 31, 18 through 23. She perceives that her merchandise is good, and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow. For her household, 
for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Proverbs 31, 18 through 23. Let's just open in a word of prayer. Lord, we just thank you for your word that can teach us and train us. And Lord, we ask that we would not feel condemnation of the enemy that would just bring discouragement or hopelessness. But Lord, we do invite the conviction of your Holy Spirit. We invite you as as our Lord, as our God, as our Savior, as our life coach, Lord, that you would show us, Lord, how we can become uh, more disciplined and just more of the women where we can be filled with your life and your love, the women that you've called us to be. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, for all that you are. We invite you into our lives and into this time. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look at these verses, I want to just share a couple little nuggets uh, for us to apply these to our lives. Verse 18, when it's talking about the virtuous woman, it says she perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. Okay, when we are doing things throughout our day, are we doing things to the glory of God? Not just as men's service, you know, not just what other people are going to think about it, but that we would do things for the glory of God, that we would do things with a heart of excellence, that we would look at the works of our hands, the things that we do, uh, whether it's, you know, meals or, you know, taking care of our laundry or taking care of our homes or producing things or writing things or, you know, producing different things that could actually bring income to our family or ministry or teaching, that we perceive that what we are creating in our home, that it is good. Now, I want to just kind of bring another little aspect to that is that sometimes people will say, If something is worth doing, it's worth doing well, or it's worth doing with excellence. You know, that if you don't do something well, it's not worth doing at all. And I don't think that's true. I think that there also needs to be just moving forward and making progress and not being so concerned with pride or, you know, trying to be so amazing that we don't just produce good things. And so, you know, we don't have to be amazing women. We don't have to have other people impressed with us at all. Instead, we just need to make some progress and we need to get moving forward on, you know, the God dreams that God has for our lives and for our family. Sometimes when you get kind of frozen, kind of stopped up where you're just feeling overwhelmed, what can you do? Uh, A man named Michael Hyatt, uh, advice that he gives in that situation is just do the next right thing. Just sometimes there is there is um, energy in just momentum and just do the next right thing. Don't necessarily think about everything that you need to do, but do the next right thing. And don't worry about, you know, it doesn't say she perceives that her work is amazing. Her work was good. So let's just do our work to do it well, to do our best. But, but sometimes we just need to make progress and we need to, you know, start putting some stuff out there that's not perfect, it's not amazing, but it is ministry to others. Okay, if we um, continue here, her lamp does not go out by night. 
Okay, this woman, this woman is keeping watch at the night. Uh, I see her as a prayer warrior, not as someone who worries and is all uptight, uh, but someone who is praying, praying for her husband, praying for her children, and maybe at times even working and being diligent in the night hours. But ladies, we also need to get our sleep, so we've got to keep those things in balance. Verse 19, she stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. Okay, these were different tools that the women of this Bible days that they were using. We have tools that we can hold in our hand. It might be a computer or an iPad or an iPhone. It may be a microphone. It may be a you know, actual, you know, different tools that, that you use for what God has called you to do or to make. So, you know, hold those things in your hand and we are to be about the Lord's business. Verse 20, uh, we did a whole podcast on this. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. As women of God, as mission-minded families, God wants for us to have a heart and a passion for the poor. He wants for us to reach out and to share with others. And I, I just encourage you, you know, let's, um, you know, if, if you think you don't have much to share or to give, do you know that even just a small amount, just like a dollar a day could support an orphan overseas or a national minister? I tell you, ladies, we all can have a part in helping to share the gospel with the lost. Even those of you who are listening who live in developing countries, we have some Daring Daughter leaders who are actually, you know, they they live in countries that have very low incomes. You can always find someone who is poorer than yourself who you can help. Maybe you can share some of your clothes or maybe you can share something that you have with someone else. One time I was down in Mexico and... At that time, my husband and I were newly married and we didn't even have a couch. We just had some folding chairs in our living room. And I was kind of embarrassed to have people over to our house. But I went into this very poor area where people were living in, it was like a slum area. And there were people living in just these small little homes that had tin roofs and very, very small And there was a woman who invited me over to her home. She let me sit in her one little chair that she had. It was dark and she had just a very little bit of food, but she wanted to offer it to me. And she was so generous. And I got a glimpse in that moment of what is hospitality. It's not showing off. It's not making other people impressed with my home, but it is extending love. It's giving of what I have in my hand, giving of what you have in your hand. As we continue, verse 21, oh, this is a fabulous verse. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. My husband and I have written a book called The Scarlet Cord, nothing but the blood of Jesus that talks about the scarlet cord of Rahab when she hung that cord outside of her window and she and everyone in her room was safe because she was trusting in the Messiah to come. It represents Jesus. It's an analogy in the Bible that represents Jesus Christ. Whenever you see stories in the Bible, it's like this theme that runs all the way through the Bible, Genesis to Revelation about the sacrifice of the lamb and the the scarlet scarlet cord and the blood of Jesus and, you know, a scarlet cord. When it talks about this virtuous woman that her household is clothed in scarlet, 
She knows that her home is covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, that she is not afraid. She does not allow fear to come into her heart or into her mind because she is trusting, not in herself, but she is trusting in the blood of Jesus. Is she, you know, sometimes we worry about maybe the salvation of our children and and, and we're worried about it and, and we get upset because we think that we are not doing our job well enough as a mom. I want to encourage you ladies, your kids are not going to be saved because of how good of a mom you are. Your children will be saved because of the grace and salvation of Jesus Christ. Our salvation is a free gift given by God. It is not by our works. It's not by your good mothering that your children will be saved, but it's by the blood of Jesus. So fear not. Don't be afraid. You can trust in the blood of Jesus. And our children can come to that personal salvation. You know, they're not just saved just by being your kids. The Holy Spirit will quicken inside of them that they need God's salvation and we can pray and be a warrior in faith, not a worrier. All right. When we go on in verse 22, she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. All right. Well, you know, this virtuous woman, she's taking time to make maybe tapestries either for her home or for herself to wear. She has clothing of fine linen and purple ladies god does god care about how we portray ourselves so what type of clothes we put on or how we portray ourselves to the world well we are his ambassadors and we should you know make the best of what god has given us and we should you know take a little bit of time so that for our husbands and for our family and for even just being a representative for jesus christ that we're not just all frumpy all the time you know sometimes when women are going out into the workforce uh, you know they're you know, taking that time, you know, even if they're a busy work, work at home mom, you know, if they're a a working mom and they're very, very busy and they're juggling, taking care of their kids and getting their kids off to school and they still put on nice clothes, put, you know, they, they take some time to fix their hair and, and fix their face and different things like that because they know they have to for work. Well, sometimes when we are at home moms and most of us here at and the Vision Minded Family podcast most of our listeners here we are moms at home and sometimes as moms at home we get a little slack you know we're a little relaxed in our home and sometimes we're just going around and you know just a t-shirt and you know we're a bit frumpy or still just even in our bathrobes ladies let's get dressed let's put our shoes on let's get our home in order let's take a couple minutes and you know kind of spruce ourselves up and make ourselves beautiful for our husbands and for others and let's take this seriously we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ and then verse 23 her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land we want to encourage our husbands in the call and purpose that God has for his life Now, not all of our husbands are going to be in ministry or in leadership, but we want to encourage our husband in his role, in his role as a man of God. Or if you have a non-Christian husband, that you would just encourage your husband, that you would love him and care for him and nurture him, and that he would be won over just by your love. He would just see the fruit of the Spirit in your life, and he would desire the life and the love and the relationship and peace with God 
that you have. So we're going to um, talk in just a few minutes. We're going to come back and talk about a few keys for your marriage and your home. As we look today at our peas in a pod, our focus is having a passion for our marriage and our home. Psalms 127.1 says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who builds it. We want to allow the Lord to build our home. We want to establish our home on God and God's purposes, on his righteousness, not our own, not our own works, but on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Isaiah 32, 17 and 18 says, the work of righteousness will be peace and the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. God wants for your home to be a place of security, a place that is a, a, a peaceful sanctuary with a quiet resting places. If you got a bunch of kids, it might be a little bit chaotic. It might be a little bit crazy at times, but there can be peace in the midst of crazy kiddo chaos. That That's great. God is wanting for our homes to be peaceful and secure and and focused on God himself rescuing us and being our righteousness and our safety. We don't need to be afraid because our household is clothed in scarlet. We are clothed in his righteousness. The work of that righteousness is peace and the effect is quietness and assurance forever. God, God's our good shepherd. He leads us in quiet resting places and places of still waters. It's places of peace. Now I want you to think, um, we have some pictures that we use in our, um, we have a, a workshop that my husband and I do called nurturing your marriage. And we have some pictures that we put up of two earthquakes, uh, we put up a picture of the 2010 Haiti earthquake. The magnitude, um, according to Wikipedia, it was the second deadliest earthquake recorded in history. Uh, it had over a couple hundred thousand recorded deaths. And just the devastation was horrible. Just so many people who died and so many structures that were destroyed. Now, in 2001, there was an earthquake in Seattle, Washington, that was a similar magnitude. It was a similar population area that was the epicenter of the earthquake. But in Seattle, there were no deaths at all. Why was that? Well, the reason why is because the structures in Haiti were not built on a strong foundation. There were many buildings that were uh, very precarious. And, you know, when the earthquake came, it just left devastation. We have um, some dear friends who were in Nepal when there was a very terrible earthquake this uh, year in 2015. And many, many people died and many people were without homes. It's because of the, the structural foundations were not secure and the foundations were not secure. 
When God wants us to build our lives, he wants us to build them on the rock of Jesus Christ. And I want to just ask you, what building materials are you using in your home and in your family? Are you basing your home and your family on solid foundations like the Bible and the word of God? Or are you feeding your ideas on things like tabloid magazines or romance novels or even philosophy books or even, you know, what Oprah or, you know, some, you know, talk show host would say. We want to build our lives on the solid rock foundation of Jesus Christ and on eternal principles that are going to be different than what the world thinks. You know, are we building our lives with a strong Christian fellowship or are we spending our time with worldly friends? If, if we want to be advancing the kingdom of God, yes, we need to make friends with people who don't know Jesus, but we need to be doing life with those who are on the same path that we are on. We need to be doing life as a family with those who are running at the pace that God has called us to run so we can hold each other mutually accountable. We need to have fellowship, strong Christian fellowship. We need as a family to have wholesome entertainment, not just watching what everybody's watching, even as children, to encourage our kids to be on guard for what they're seeing with their eyes. Do we want to have our home filled with worship or do we want to have our home infiltrated with ungodly TV ads and sitcoms and noise and, you know, things that are promoting an ungodly uh, lifestyle and choices and things that are not according to the word of God? You know, if, if we're just blaring the TV all the time in our home, it can desensitize us to what is right and what is wrong. In our home, we do enjoy good, wholesome videos. And, you know, we have a, a large collection of videos and things that we enjoy as a family. But we have not had network TV for about 20 years. Uh, we can get news and things off the internet, but we can guard that. We even have different um, things that protect us from ungodly sites. But we want to encourage our home to be based on the solid foundation of the Word of God. We want to have faithfulness to our spouse, not just allowing our thoughts to wander. And, you know, we want to have godly counsel and not just getting advice from experts who don't love God. So I want to just encourage you to guard the gates of your home so that your home can be a place of peace. I want to encourage you to have good time together as he, keeping open communication, to submit to one another in the fear of God and to just have great peace in your home. You know, not to let the sun go down on our wrath, but to extend forgiveness and to encourage each other in God's word and to love each other and to express affection for a husband and wife and just to realize that all these things are things that can build our life on Jesus Christ. So I want to just encourage you, let's, uh, let's export the gospel, but let's also have the gospel growing strong and healthy within our own home. At harvestministry.org, we have some great resources to encourage your family for God's great commission. 
We have a Vacation Bible School curriculum called Maps for Kids. It stands for Missions Adventure Preparation School. You travel through an airport and customs and go to different countries every day, learn about missionaries, have some fun outdoor activities. It's completely for free. Along with our homeschooling curriculum, Teaching with God's Heart for the World, that gives you a whirlwind tour uh, through history around the world. Um, it's especially for older elementary school kids, and these are in weekly downloadable PDF files that are free on our website. We also have a 40-day mission-minded family challenge. This is eight weeks to encourage your family for eternity. And there are uh, these videos that just give you a daily mission challenge and a mission verse and share some wonderful mission resources. Along with these, we have our mission books, The Mission-Minded Child, The Mission-Minded Family, and The Scarlet Cord, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. It's all online at harvestministry.org. When we look at this verse in Proverbs 31, uh, in verse 23, when it says, Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. Sometimes moms may ask the question of just, how can I get my husband to pray with me? You know, my husband doesn't want to pray with me, and I, I, I want him to take the spiritual leadership, but he's not doing it. Ladies, I want to just encourage you that, you know, sometimes our husband may not want to lead family devotions or prayer in the way that you want him to do it. Not all guys are structured, daytimer sort of guys, and we need to sometimes give them the space to lead and uh, to lead in the way that they feel confident. Um, with my husband, he enjoys leading our family in as you he walks by the way as he goes fishing, as they're doing work together, or, you know, as they're just, you know, maybe sitting out in the hot tub that he gets into a spiritual conversation, but not necessarily with structured family devotions. Something that I found that is helpful is instead of, you know, asking our husband to like pray with us to, when I ask my husband to pray for me in an area where I'm feeling uh, like I have a need, an area that I feel weak. If I can just say, you know, I am just really feeling overwhelmed, you know, with the kids in this area. Could you pray for me in that? And, you know, he doesn't even necessarily have to pray for you right then and there with you, even just to know that he is praying for you. We need to encourage our husbands to be the men of God that God has called them to be. But sometimes we need to step back as we do this so they don't feel intimidated by us, you know, making them do what we want them to do. So may God give us wisdom so our husbands can, you know, sit in leadership and to be the men that they've are called to be. So Father, as we close up today, we just invite your presence into our day, into our home, and into our family, that we would rely on you and not on ourselves. Lord, we love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining Mission Minded Families. I'm Ann Dunnigan with Harvest Ministry and Daring Daughters. You can find us online at daringdaughters.org and on iTunes, where you can subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. And remember, God's mission is for your family to expand His family. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.